right, everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. And I'm your roommate's hollow veteran. And I'm the virgin. And we're your hosts. Hi, Clayton. Hey, Erin. So we got big news in romance world. Yes. Uh, Bridgerton is getting a spinoff. About the one of the only characters created just for the series. Yes. The queen. Queen Charlotte. Uh-huh. And it's all being written by Shonda, which is exciting. And it's going to have... Let's see. I had it. It will have <laughs> young versions of characters, young Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury. Yeah. I think so it's th- going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I will say I was not excited originally when it was announced because, you know, Queen Charlotte's fine. I, I she She's not a huge character for me. But the fact that we're going to get more, we're going to get young Violet and young Lady Danbury, I think, makes it something to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's interesting. It's Obviously, it's not going to be a romance in the traditional sense because, like, we know what happens to Violet's husband. We know that Lady Danbury was in, like, a loveless marriage. And then we kind of know the end of Queen Charlotte's story. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that these are the three that they chose to spin off from a series about happy endings is three women that we know sort of definitively aren't going to get happy endings. Although I'm still holding out for Lady Danbury finding somebody. I think she could. Yeah. I mean, the show is different than the books. Yeah. So I think she's, she's a character people like, so I think we will see, I think we will see, see her H E A hopefully. Yeah, well, in the Bridgerton series, because her as a younger person, there isn't going to be. Because that's sort of remained true, and Violet's husband died. Dying has remained. Like, obviously, in the, in Bridgerton, he's not there. So it's like, so uh, it's interesting, because I think at first I was kind of like, oh, no. But then I realized it, it could just be something completely different. And that's mm-hmm. exciting. And it's sort of more like court intrigue and stuff. Which, yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'll be watching, of course. Well, we'll be reviewing it probably, so. A hundred percent we will. Because this podcast is never ending, guys. Really tuck in. Well, <laughs> Shows that are being announced where we're going to be watching up to five seasons of them. Well, they, Bridgerton has an eight season plan. Right. So we'll see. That's we- ten years. Yeah. Wait, what? Or so. Oh, of us going. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. And, oh, and then the other big news was that Bridgerton got a new showrunner. They got a new well, boss. Well, it's, it's getting a new showrunner for for three and four. The same showrunner will be, is in charge of season two right now. Right. I mean, they're halfway done filming, so I'd hope mm-hmm. so. I mean, yeah. if they took him off halfway through filming, that would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, but it's somebody who wrote on the first two seasons, I believe. Um, And she, I think, also is the one who hosts the official Bridgerton podcast. So that's super exciting for her. And I'm excited to see sort of what she does and sort of what she brings to Bridgerton. Wow. So does that mean when we become hosts of the official Virgin River podcast that we will eventually become showrunner? I think that's how it works. I think it's podcast to showrunner. Yes. 
That's how it should work. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Uh, we, need to, we need to get WGA on the horn. Let them know. Mm-hmm. We have a new yeah. hierarchy. Well, we are we are campaigning. I mean, at least I am. Are you campaigning for this, too? To yes. To be the hosts of whatever official Virgin River podcast they create, which they should. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, anytime Bridgerton is mentioned, I need to mention Virgin River. Yes. So we need to be the host of the official Virgin River podcast and then take over the show in season six. That gives them three seasons. That gives them three seasons (laughs) to do what they want. And then we get to do what we want. (laughs) And we have ideas. We know what we want. We know what we want to say. Yes. Um, I mean, it would be funny to just if like, obviously this could never happen, but to just let like absolute super fans take over a season of an ep- of a show because there are all these like rabid fans, not just a Virgin River of, of like all different kinds of shows who all think that they could do a better job. And I just once want to be like, well, let's see, try it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I bet it's much tougher than they think, you know, so you bet <laughs> it, is. it is. It is. It's excruciatingly tough. But yeah, um, for somebody also who reviews things for not a living, I make zero dollars doing this. <laughs> and we but, don't review. We don't really I, I shouldn't have used the term review. I think discuss is better. Yeah. For somebody who discusses all this stuff. Uh, yeah, whenever I see people who, like, are really ripping something that they love to shreds, it's kind of like, why? You know how there's, like, that that level of fandom, too, that I find very confusing? As much as I'm mad at SNL, I still love it, and I can still treat it with respect. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or when people are, like, oh, lost with such trash at the end, I'm like, yeah, but they did make a show that made you watch that many seasons. That's like, very true. They are very talented people, like, they made that up and then you watched it and became so obsessed with it that then you're mad at them that they made up the thing that they made up was wrong slightly that, that came out of their head you guys what are you is that an impression of me no no that is my impression of of a just a person that was just me being a character <laughs> what an odd character to just have it parrot back what i had just said in a different voice i used to do improv i was yes anding you <laughs> This is five levels of improv oh, God. that you just experienced. I don't want one level of improv. I can't. I With can't 11 years of rust on it. Oh, God. Oh, one time a friend told me to meet her at this, um, at like a place downtown because she was doing like a stand up show. And it was one of those places and there was like a bunch of like black box theaters. So I went to the wrong one. And then an improv show started and I started sweating profusely. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she was- should have warned you that th- that was in the area. I don't think that's oh, no. fair that your friend did that. You don't still talk to them, do you? Sadly, I do. I texted her and I was like, I can't believe you made me watch five minutes of improv. Like, fuck you. <laughs> the yeah. show better be good. And then her show was, of course, like in the basement with four people. But it was fun. I mean, she was the best part. She always is. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about things from 2015. We're here to talk about romance stuff. 
This is yes. our mini-sode, guys. So there really isn't a lot to talk about. We're going to try to do something a little bit different here um, in that we're going to pick a book live. Not live. This is edited. But we're going to pick a book oh, on the episode. Edited. Especially <laughs> after that conversation. Oh, yeah. We're going to take <laughs> most of that out. Um, you gotta they won't up. know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's They're going to think be... it's so much more interesting than it was. Guys, we saved you. Truly. Yes. Mind-numbingly dull. Uh, to, go, to, to show you guys kind of like what goes into how we pick a book, because Clayton put out the call this weekend. We decided after um, Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold, that we wanted to do something like completely different that we've never done before. Um, and Clayton decided on Minaj books out of nowhere. And so he put out the call for Minaj books. Uh, and so now we're going to kind of go through what you guys responded with, and then we're going to pick one. So it wasn't completely out of nowhere because we did mention it on a previous mini-sode. I'm supposed to remember what we say on these mini-sodes. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You refuse to remember, and that's your right. <laughs> so we I think I just threw it out there, and we were throwing it back and forth. And then you texted this weekend, and you said, what What are we going to read? Yeah. Because it is. It's, it's, uh, 100 felt like a culmination. That was a big book, like you said. And we, we had just done a contemporary kiss an angel which contemporary even though it was written in 1996 but that was a great fun book we did the caveman romance before that which is a fun kind of wackyish book so we were thinking what is next we we wanted to go into uncharted territory or at least i did so mm-hmm. i thought you know let's just i i mentioned the menage to you you said yeah let's give it a try and you have a a great spreadsheet that has all the recs that we get, the email that someone has sent, like if it's in a review, if it's Instagram, whatever, you've documented it. I looked through there. There was only one or two Minaj books. So, of course, I go to the troop, the Facebook troop. Never lets us down when it comes to recs. And I just posted, y'all have any great Minaj books you'd recommend? Boom. Flood. The flood comes in. <laughs> I think this will show, if anything, how important our fans are to what books we choose and mm-hmm. how integral they are to this, to, just to this whole process. So we thank you. Uh, so the first book that was mentioned by Jane. I'm not going to use last names, of course, to protect anonymity. Was gifting me to his best friend by Katie Robert with three fire emojis. Now, this got six six thumbs up and hearts. Got seconded by Elizabeth C. And then Megan B., had uh i don't even know see i'm i sound like an old person mm-hmm. but it's one of those figures of somebody screaming yes jumping in the air and yes is it a gif you can go on facebook and look it's what i don't know what it's called it's one of those that it's like when you you make your something look like you oh bitmoji 
bitmoji. I think it's a bitmoji. I'm assuming it is, it's yeah. if it if it's not a bitmoji, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for everything now. You do. So that that seemed to be a really popular one. And I'm going to say, not to break any hearts, but that was the one we were thinking of going with. I was thinking of going with it. But then we talked about it, and it's erotica, right? Mm-hmm. And the review said, you know, 2% plot, uh, 98% sex. That's great, and I'm sure this is an awesome hot book. But that doesn't necessarily give us that much to talk about, really, mm-hmm. because we're we like to do romance and erotica. I mean, we're not against erotica, but it's I think the reason to do a menage in my mind is to try to dig into the psychology of it. In the sense of how do how do how does somebody deal with loving two people or being in a relationship with two other people, right? Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem like it would have that. Now, I will say though, this is like a Christmas book. So maybe we do it for Christmas time. So maybe we do it as a Christmas gift to everybody because they really want us to read this book or really like this book. So I don't want to just throw that to the side. Right. So that was an option, but unfortunately that's not the one we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Aaron, you then recommended a book and you, you don't, you didn't recommend it in the sense of like, you knowing the quality of it, but you, you're hearing a lot of people talk about this book. Yeah. You- I feel like it's a book that I like, just, it comes up every once in a while. And I think it comes up for, menages so i was like let's check out this one but nobody recommended it and what book is that so that's three-way split by elia winters so this one yeah sorry it was uh, sorry it's 2019 rita award winner best erotic romance so that's something well that's the thing too i think there's a difference between erotic romance which like we're happy to read like super steamy books is great and then there's erotica and ero- and like obviously this is like not to shade erotica like erotica is fantastic but it's just different than romantic erotica in that the focus is on the sex instead of the story and i think for us and for like the interesting part of the podcast is to is the story even if it is super hot even if it is a lot of sex it's still the the emotional arc of the characters and with erotica you just don't really have an emotional arc or it's a pretty like it's it's not a super well developed not that's not a like a read on this on the um uh the technique of the authors i think that just is like kind of what the genre is so yeah that's that so now this we're, we're we're getting into the we're getting into the how the donuts are made here truly because the first thing we then look at is the page count <laughs> and the reason yeah. we do this is we don't do this for everything we look at page count for books that are in genres that we don't necessarily know much about 
or love. I don't think there's a historical, if somebody recommends it, if it's a Clapis, if <laughs> it's uh, Sarah McLean, if it's something Jen recommends, if it's something that people strongly recommend, it's a book that everybody seems to love. The page count we look at, but we're not scared by. Right. Jumping into a menage book that is over 300 pages is not something that we would do because once you get into it, you got to finish it. And if it's crazy long, that would just be a depressing thing if we didn't enjoy it. So mm-hmm. three-way split, 272 pages, not too shabby. But I will say the protagonist heroine works at an adult novelty shop. And I'm not necessarily against that. But it'd be interesting. I'm not at all against that. Yeah. I don't know why I said I'm not necessarily against that. (laughs) I love adult novelty shops. I love sex toys. (laughs) The thing with that is that I kind of would want to read about somebody who is not, their job isn't steeped in sex. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I want somebody who maybe a menage is so out of character for them. And their struggle is, am I this kind of person? Am I capable of this, this, caring about two people this way? Mm -hmm. That would be my interest. That's why I would say no to three-way split. And also, if we're judging the cover, we prejudge covers too. You (laughs) do. I prejudge covers. And if you look at the cover of this, the guy... All the way on the, if you're facing the cover, on the right, looks like a right, I don't know, what's the right term, uh, doofus? Well, he's like, um, he was he was added in later. I, that's weird. Don't, don't count that, though. That's not fair. No, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to think about that guy. With those two. Get a okay. different three. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's we're 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 listen, this is behind the scenes. This is what happens. I, if I want to be invested in these characters, I gotta want that third guy to make a sandwich. And I don't think he's good sandwich material. I just don't. Okay. So okay, so what else do we got? So then we did get we got another recommendation in the troop for a book called Menage, because it's exactly what we asked for, mm-hmm. by Emma Hawley. And this was recommended by Diane F., who has given us a lot of recommendations mm-hmm. and a lot of really good recommendations. And Menage by Emma Hawley, and it's from the 90s, which is such an interesting thing, because that could go either way. Print length, 288 pages, doable. But this and, is, oh, first published in 1998. Okay. Yeah, first published in 1998. So here's the thing about this, though, is that it's the book is about Kate, who is fantasizing about her roommates who she thinks are both gay. And then it turns out that, I don't know if it's, if, I, we haven't read the book. They're bi or they're not gay. I don't know. But it becomes a menage. 
we were mm-hmm. kind of we kind of were thinking this could be the book because 90s could be fun and the only thing i worry about here is how will the how will the queer how how will the queer elements of this be handled cuz it's 98 that would be my only worry mhm right not necessarily a, a reason not to read this book i think 98 it's fun we had a lot of fun with kiss kiss an angel with the references there mm-hmm. and to there is something about wanting to how do you deal with a menage in a pre internet everywhere pre cell phone everywhere world mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to have face-to-face conversations about this menage situation so that could be very interesting Right. What are your thoughts on Menage? I think that the Menage could be really fun. And I think also having it be from the late 90s. Yeah, it will be like an interesting time capsule. So I agree. I think that's in the running. I mean, for me, three-way split is still in the running. But we have one more. Okay. So are we doing one-two punch? (laughs) Well, we have to talk about one-two punch. Okay. So one-two punch was recommended by MJ in an email mj thank you for your emails you always give us great recs you also you always explain why you love these books and why we should read them that is great anytime we get a rec from anybody even if they just mention it it, we'll research it and look into it so one two punch was recommended by mj they say it's a standalone entertaining read that starts with a main couple a gutsy heroine, and a sexy gym owner getting together first, and it is very satisfying that it takes its time with the storyline, and it's believable that they're in love, and then it expands it to a third. And there's some suspense thrown in. The characters are fleshed out, and it's very steamy, and there's enough story that it would classify as a romance and not erotica, which most menage stories tend to be. Thank you, MJ. That is what we're running into. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. One two punch sounds interesting. Okay. Page count 236. That's not too shabby. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing about one two punch it is available on Kindle Unlimited, and the Kindle price is $2.99. Great. Now, going on Amazon, the paperback costs. Although you can get a used copy for $985 even. So that is crazy because the publication date, at least according to Amazon, which is not always the case, uh, is July 14th, 2020. So it's not like an old book. And also, it's like normally if they're like self-published or something, like the way that it works on Amazon is that when you order the book, they bind a copy and send it to you. So it's not normally it, – it's so that's what's so strange that it's almost $1,000. So here's and, – and here's the one thing, though, I, I'm maybe not so sold on is content warning here at the bottom – this book contains stalking, kidnapping, violence, and attempted sexual assault. Yeah. I think this book looks interesting. 
I would love to read a book that if I wanted to read it on paper would cost me a thousand dollars because that makes me feel classy. Mm-hmm. But that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff for us right now. And I don't know if that's where we want to go. But thank yeah. you. Thank you, MJ. For that's and listen, if we like the Minaj book that we pick, we will totally put I mean, I think one two punch will go on the list just in case. Because mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting, and that that is something that I wouldn't be adverse to reading down the line. But I don't think for – after my reaction to the violence in Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold, which does not sound as bad as what happens in One-Two Punch, I think we'll try and do something that's not violent this week, this coming week. Yeah. And then, Aaron, what's our, what's our, last, what's our last one in contention? So the last one in contention is, um, wait, which is it? All together. Oh, but I thought you didn't want that one because it's high, it's college kids. Well, we were going to talk about that. That's what we were going to talk about. Because <laughs> we're doing it behind the scenes. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, there's more, we, <laughs> there's more we talked about that we didn't end up doing. Okay, so then the other one that was recommended was All Together. By Brill Harper. Which which was recommended in the troupe. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. And the th- 232 pages. Nice. Mm-hmm. The issue with this one is it's got college-aged protagonists. Now, not my favorite. Because I find those aged characters to be immature and i don't really believe they're happily ever afters that's just me so i don't know if i would want my first menage to be between college characters because i don't think the stakes are very high when it comes to three ways in college right you know i think if you're an adult and you get into the three-way love thing Mm -hmm. that seems like there's heavier baggage there right which i think is more interesting Mm -hmm. the the one thing we didn't mention though that that almost put gifting me to his best friend over the top was that there was a sword cross guarantee (laughs) which i love and i think that most books should have Right. Well, you should tell us, are swords crossing or not? Even if it's not a menage, just like, will we see it at some stage? Because that really might be the difference between not reading a book and reading a book. Because if I'm going to see cross swords, then it's going to be hard for me not to at least want to skim through it. Right. Okay, so we went through our choices. Uh Uh-huh. Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to just straight up pick one, or do we want to just put this up as a poll? I mean... No, because we got to get reading. I'm traveling this week. I got to read. I got to. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I can't. We can't leave this. We can't leave us hanging. So okay, I would say let's start eliminating. So we're going to do probably gifted me to his best friend for Christmas time and not this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll get that. We'll get rid of that one. Um, we'll get rid of the all together now. 
Yes. Just all together, not all together now. Um, all together because college age students and Clayton doesn't believe that college students can have an HEA. Okay. Yeah. One two so, punch because of its if if it's of its violent content. Yes. Okay. So now we have the two possibilities, which are Menage by Emma Holly and Three Way Split. And so what would you choose of the two? I would choose Minaj. And the reason, again, is because this character is a bookstore owner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right there. Relatable. It's flatmates. This feels like this could be, it looks like it's maybe a UK book. So we could get some European flavor up in here. <laughs> the reason I wouldn't want to do three-way is is because she's owns a sex shop and I I just don't want somebody who's nothing against working at a sex shop. That's absolutely not what I'm talking about. But it's more interesting to me for somebody who is not steeped in sex toys, like knee deep in sex toys every day to make the leap to being with two different people. Okay. That would be my pitch. I think that's a more interesting cycle psychologically to me. Then let's do it. We're going to do menage. Okay, you're okay with that? Not doing yeah. three-way? No, I think that, I mean, they both sounded good to me. So if you feel more strongly towards one than the other, then let's do it. Right. Um, yeah, because I think also, you know, like we've confirmed, um, this podcast is going to last till the end of time. And therefore, mm-hmm. we'll have time to do everything. To, to do so many more. So right. I d- do want to say thank you to everybody who chimed in on the troop. We looked at all of your recommendations. I mm-hmm. will say a lot of the fantasy ones are 500 pages. <laughs> Guys, I know like we want to get into fantasy, but it's just 400 pages, 500 pages. It's it's just too much, especially for a genre that me and you, I think Aaron and I are not the biggest fans of. Well, I I don't know. It's like, are we not the biggest fans of it? Or have, have we just not connected with anything we've read so far? I the, guess, it, I yeah. guess the, the new format of the show with the, the week where we just do this uh-huh. could make us more likely to read a longer book. Maybe not right now because we're still in that tail end of the pandemic and things. everything seems exhausting. <laughs> the thought of everything is a little bit exhausting. I think, you know, maybe next year when we're all vim and vigor and we've all seen our friends and we need a break from our friends and we can say, hey, I can't hang out because I got to read a 500 page mermaid menage book. Then I think we could definitely do a fantasy. Yeah, right. Well, I think now the thing is, too, it's like the reason that we changed it to this format was or at least for me, it's like now there's a week where I read sort of other things for research for things I'm writing and stuff like that. And and I have that time. And then there's a week where I read the book for the podcast. And so mm-hmm. it's there's nothing wrong with a 500 page fantasy book like that's great. But it's like if I need to read it for the podcast while also like working a full time job and trying to maintain relationships and all the other responsibilities I have, it just isn't it just doesn't work. 
True. It's too much. So, and then also what ends up happening that's unfair is then I end up resenting the book because it's so long. And then we don't, you know, anyway, it turns into a big old mess. We know our limits, guys. And that's something that's we learned this year is what are our limits mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to advocate for boundaries. And so I think it's just going to be tough for us to do a super long book unless it is a, like a special reason. Yes. Or it's a book I've already read and therefore I can force Clayton to do it. And I already know what happens. <laughs> yes. You can skim it and I have to read it to completion. Exactly. Well, because we're probably going to do a Laura Kinsale book. We might have a very special guest for that book. Um, and hers are always a bit long as well. But yes. Anyway, that was a really long rant for keep recommending us fantasy guys because who knows. But if you do have any like shorter fantasies, let us know because we'll definitely read those. Yeah. And so I hope you guys enjoyed that little peek behind the curtain. I will edit it so it's nice and tight. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you enjoy that and see how how we do this. Now, real quick before we go, we shouted out the troop, the Facebook troop, which anybody can join. And you can also review us on Apple Podcasts, which now, do you know they want people to say follow instead of subscribe? Okay. They're always changing everything up. It used to be iTunes. Now it's Apple Podcasts. It used to be subscribe. Now it's follow. I understand why they're changing it to follow because everything's a follow now. But just be consistent. We all knew what we all know what subscribe means. It's not going out of vogue. It's a word that <laughs> everybody understands what that means. Yeah. So you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, but also leave a review if you want. Now, in the previous episode one of the previous episodes i mentioned that we were just under 300 reviews we are now at 302 so thank you so much for going out there and reviewing us we got one or two reviews that we wanted to shout out we love all your reviews even if you don't write anything five stars we'd love that we've got one from k noobs that says love this podcast been reading romance for several years, but new to the podcast and loving it. I laugh out loud every episode. Aaron and Clayton are great, charming, witty, and I love their dynamic together. My husband won't read the books, but he'll listen along to the podcast. Clayton, he also loves MTV's challenge. <laughs> Come on. Let's get together, me and you. Feels like the best it feels like the best kind of chat with your friends. Thank you so much. You know, I think one of those things, and you're married, you have a husband, it's compromise, right? Mm-hmm. If he's not going to read the books, but he'll listen to your favorite podcast about the book, that's good, right? That's that's yeah. pretty much all you can ask from a husband. <laughs> that's it. That's all you can ask from a husband. But yeah, Pat. I mean, I don't think Pat would listen to a romance podcast with me. He doesn't even listen to this one and he produces it. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he would never. He would never. Pat sets up the mic and then runs out of the room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, He, he there's a Pat-shaped hole uh, through the wall. Or there's like that smoke version of Pat, like in the cartoons where they run so fast, but there's just like a smoke version of them remaining. Do you remember when he used when we recorded in the podcast studio and he used to have to sit between us as we talked about it? We were talking about the signs. 
Oh, that's the thing. My, yeah, I love astrology and will talk about astrology with anyone and love guessing people's signs. And, you know, I met a new friend this weekend and she's entering her Saturn return. So I was like, this is very exciting for you. You met a new friend? That's so exciting. I know. Isn't that crazy? At your age? Listen, here's my thing. (laughs) It's true. I am in my mid-30s. But here's the thing. Once you're married, it's not like you could go out and meet people anymore, obviously, in a romantic sense. That's a problem. And I don't want that either. Because truly, people say they're one and done with kids. I think I'm one and done with marriages. I always tell Pat. I'm like, if this is over, I'm packing it in. Yeah. So, uh, but I still really like people and I like meeting people. And so now I just collect friends. And I have made, like, truly some of my, like, best friends in my 30s. Yeah. I so. mean, that that is so true. But I, I did, too. I mean, honestly, I didn't become close friends with Pat until my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my friends now for life, hopefully. Because I think... I think I'm I am done with friends at this point. So if all my friends do desert me or I turn them off, I mean it's mostly going to be that probably. <laughs> I just won't have any friends ever again. So I mm-hmm. feel that way too with friends. This is it for me. I don't feel this is it for me though with friends. Like that's the whole thing. Like she the person that I met, she actually listens to the podcast. So now this is funny cuz she might hear this. But she's also like an aspiring TV writer. And she, we connected because she wanted to learn more about a program that I had done. And then I was like, oh, we live in the same borough. Let's hang out. And she was like, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, nice. listen, I'm out here trying to make friends. I'm here to make friends. So oh, so you're the anti-reality reality star person. Uh-huh. You're here to make friends. I'm here to make friends. I'm 100% here to make friends. Listen, I met Sarah. Like, here's the thing. I meet somebody and it is like a romantic connection. And that I'm like, she seems cool. I want her to be my best friend. And then I go about making them my best friend. (laughs) Um, And I talked to, yeah, my friend Rebecca, who I met in my, when I was like 33 or 34, we met at a party and it was, I was like, I want you to be my best friend. And now we talk twice a week, even though she lives across the country. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can't say that I'm done with friends because I really do want Kay Noobs' husband to be my friend because he's into the mm-hmm. challenge. You need one guy friend who's also like a challenge into the challenge to do. Yeah. To do like to like call to text like funny bits about the challenge, like guy or gal. It could be either. It- Right, right. It doesn't. Well, you're still on the prowl romantically as well. I mean, it sounds well, like don't he say husband. I'm on the prowl. That's that's. <laughs> you can't say I'm on the prowl. You're open to a romantic relationship. I'm closed to a romantic relationship. Yes, and I'm not prowling. I'm not prowling. You are not. You're not prowling. You're right. Thank you. You're. You being can't say stuff like that so anymore. Pa- being very passive about finding love at the moment but you know it it was just a pandemic so thank you so much for your review also we just got one more real quick this one is from miss bluebell they say finally as a longtime contemporary reader i recently discovered i do like historicals thanks bridgerton ha she's (laughs) they wrote ha i really sold it it is I, great sorry yeah. what <laughs> remember when you were trying to when you were an actor 
And oh, then you stop. Can- stop. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you bring this up now? You're saying I'm on the prowl. I used to be an actor. I already said I used to do improv. Are you trying to make it so that I am alone for life? No, just the way you sold that line. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm sure you were very good. It is great to find this podcast to learn about them and revisit other books I've loved. Listening puts me right in the room with Clayton and Aaron and gives me two new book friends. That's what we are. We're two new book friends for everybody. Yes, it's true. So you can you can say that we're your new friends. If you haven't made a new friend in, in 20 to 30 years, be like, eh, Clayton and Aaron, they're our friend. 100%. They're our new book friend. Mm-hmm. We'll be your book friends. So, Aaron, I think we more than did it. This yes. was a packed, packed episode. There was mm-hmm. a lot of things revealed about my character that may or may not stay in the edit. That is the power of the edit that I have. And we'll see how I feel. It's, it's honestly being edited is such a humbling experience because I'll tell a story and I'll be like, that was an okay story. I'd say that was a solid C plus, B minus. It doesn't make it into the episode. I know Clayton found it boring. It's more flow issues. It's more, you know, there's nah. there's things more than just boring stories. Yeah, I need to learn. Did did you do you ever do you ever get upset that I no. cut something out? If I got upset, I would tell you. That's that is very true. You would. That's why I'm I'm confident in my edits. No, it is all fine. I never care for more than a like. Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> It's a dud of a story. Guys, We just so you know, we recorded for over an hour. So if this thing ends up being 25 minutes, you'll that's how much rambling there was. <laughs> yes. You better hope this is 25 minutes. If you look at the feed and it's uh, 58 minutes, you're in for it. <laughs> uh, Clayton decided to just drop these two tracks together, sync them, and just let them out onto the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we chose Minaj, uh-huh. and we didn't completely flap it, but I do think we gave you the gist of what it's about. Mm-hmm. You guys can read up on it and find it on, it is not uh, a $1,000 paperback, so you should be able to find it if you do want a physical copy of it. You should be able to find a physical copy if that's how you like to read. So, next week's book, which is weird because you usually do this, is going to be... Menage by Emma Holly. Yeah. We can switch it off. Do you want to do the closing stuff? Oh, no. I can't remember that stuff. I still would <laughs> like you to do that, please. <laughs> you, you just completely block it out when I start talking. I get it. So, Aaron, where can they find us? So, you guys, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. If you have any recommendations, if you have any notes for us, um, if you are a husband of a listener and you want to discuss the challenge, these are all reasons to email us. Um, You can always find us on the Learning the Tropes troop on Facebook. And then we are on Instagram at Learning uh, the Tropes and on Twitter at Learning Tropes. Um, We have merch below, guys. Did we say rate, review, and follow? Say follow, review, and like? I don't know. See, now that you're changing the words, what was it? It was three. Rate, review, subscribe. So it's rate, review, and follow. Rate, review, and follow. Rate, review, and follow, everybody. Uh, It helps other people find us, but you guys are also really, really awesome at 
at reviewing and we appreciate it so much and it means so much and we do read and screenshot every review and send it back and forth just so you know mm-hmm. all right everybody so we will see you next week when we are reading again menage by emma holly um and happy reading everyone happy reading Do you do you want me to tell you that tell tell people that I had worms when I was nine? <laughs> oh no.